Live from WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. Students rush to sublet housing for the summer. Disney Plus's new Marvel miniseries. A look inside Plex's COVID living. And a weather report to start your week. Those stories tonight. Today marks the beginning of week six of the spring quarter, and as the end of the year approaches, students are looking to get off campus and into sublets. Reporter Maria Aragon spoke with those signing leases for the summer. Halfway done with spring quarter and between midterms and finals, Northwestern students plan their summers out. And while some are booking tickets to return home, others are planning to stay in Evanston a little longer. If you're active on any Northwestern Facebook page, Twitter, or Reddit thread, it's not uncommon to see multiple students posting pictures of their apartments in a process known as subletting. Hi, my name is Samantha Aguilar. I'm a second year in Medill. So uh, my roommates and I, there's five of us, we're subletting a room in our apartment this summer. Um, we've been reaching out normally through the Northwestern Free and For Sale Facebook page, and then also just like, um, like through mutual friends that are looking for a place. To break it down, Subletting, also known as subleasing, is when a tenant rents their room or apartment out to someone else for a period of time, in this case the whole summer. While the lease is still under the original tenant's name, the new tenant is responsible for paying rent and taking care of the property. Um, my name is Ilana Aragetti. I use she-they pronouns. I am a sophomore in Medill. So over spring break, I posted a listing for our apartment on the Facebook free and for sale page and on a couple of student boards. There's one called Places for Rent. We like deeply in the entire apartment and shot some pictures and wrote like a little blurb about it, the price, some amenities, things nearby. We posted it and within about two or three days we started getting a lot of hits on it. And so we got a lot of hits from like med students who were there with their like spouses or their siblings or like longtime roommates. We had this like visiting professor from Wisconsin call us like six times because he wanted to live there. But we ended up um, giving it to three students who are our age because we just thought that was easier and we knew them personally. Searching for their temporary homes, some students seek places with in-unit washers and others parking spots. But one major thing to take into consideration is pricing. Hello, I'm Veronica Sponi. I use she or hers. I am in the School of Calm. I'm a theater major um, and I am freshman. I'm definitely looking at the cheapest apartments because um, there are definitely some really nice apartment complexes around here and it can get very expensive. Um, but there's also definitely like way more fair price ones around here. While some listings in Evanston come empty, others are ready to move in, sharing beds, couches, and even pets. Although living through a pandemic has made deep cleaning more common, the furnished subletting process is alive and thriving. I'm like not completely attached to my things, so I don't find it that weird. I think it's just really convenient because I don't have to like pack any furniture or get a storage unit or anything. And also I'll be staying in Evanston, so it's good to be close by. I just feel like it's a win-win. And it seems pretty common. I feel like a lot of people are just leaving their entire rooms as is. Also, we're like moving out in the middle of finals week, so I feel like there's no way I would be like unscrewing furniture in the middle of finals week. The option to live off campus is an integral part of the college experience, and subletting is just one part of it. 
Um, I think the whole subletting process has been pretty easy overall. Like, I think it was easier than I thought it was just like using like that Facebook group and just like, um, there's so many people like that are looking for somewhere to sublet over the summer. So it hasn't been hard to find interested people. And yeah, I'm, I'm really open to like having somebody like stay in our apartment and like in my room and stuff. Like, I think that's fine. Like, you know, it's a little stressful, especially because of the pandemic. Like I want to be in a bubble of people that I would feel safe being around, um, but other than that, it hasn't been too bad. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like living on my own for the first time. Um, maybe I'll learn how to cook. That might be fun. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm more excited than I am stressed. If you were thinking about trading your dorm for an apartment sometime in the future, I'll leave you with Alana's best piece of advice. In terms of like moving off campus, just thinking about roommates, people who are your best friends wouldn't necessarily be your best roommates. Really, really be honest with yourself about like your preferences and like your living habits and like your living style. And don't be afraid to shop around. Also definitely tour in person because like, that's good advice for everything. Tour in person or video tour because landlords have a really, really fun time making stairwells look a lot shorter than they are and making hallways look a lot wider than they are. From Evanston, Illinois, this is Maria Jimena Aragon. WNUR News. Everyone loves a good superhero story, and nobody knows this better than Marvel. With the success of shows like WandaVision, Disney Plus has released The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a miniseries exploring another layer of the Captain America story. Here's reporter Maria Camaño with more. Following the release and success of WandaVision on Disney+, Marvel has begun to release their new miniseries that dive deeper into characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Their newest release, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, has actors Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan reprise their roles as Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes as they adjust to life after the blip and the events of Endgame. The series pilot episode debuted on March 19th, with the series going on to release five more episodes. Its first episode, New World Order, was a most-watched series premiere on Disney+, surpassing WandaVision and the second season of The Mandalorian. According to Samba TV, about 1.7 million households watched its first episode on the opening weekend. Fans like Weinberg sophomore Amina Al-Masri were curious to see how WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier would compare. I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was kind of like broadcast as like this action thing, and WandaVision was more like family style sitcom and you didn't discover like the more plot action aspects of it until later in the show so I feel like definitely different kinds of viewers were attracted to that. Weinberg freshman Hannah Travali Peacock was also one of the many anticipating the release of the miniseries hoping to see more of her favorite characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I grew up watching uh like Captain America and the Avengers, specifically those two within the Marvel cinematic wheelhouse. And I quickly got very attached to the characters of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes and was very excited when I heard that they were going to have their own spinoff. I didn't watch it at first because I wasn't sure whether it was going to be good or not, but a few of my friends watched it. They were like, it's very good. So I gave it a shot and I ended up liking it. I liked that the characters that I've been a fan of for a long time got more uh, focus and screen time on their own rather than as part of this larger collective group. I liked that they focused a lot on Sam Wilson's story, obviously, as he was one of the titular characters, but that was something that's important to me. El Masri also praised the duo's relationship. 
I really liked the dynamic between um, like Bucky and Sam. And I also liked the way it was kind of like, we didn't really get to see why Sam was the new Captain America. And so we got a little bit of that character development and like made it more clear and it made like the handoff a little bit more logical. I mean, like the way it is with Marvel movies, I feel like the thing that fans really like is seeing that dynamic interaction between characters. Freshman Frances Miriam McKittrick says she admires how the series dealt with more current issues. I thought that it was like very current. Um, and I liked that it was, they didn't, I think a lot of times in like Marvel, especially it sort of like exists in a vacuum and it doesn't like deal with things that are actually occurring. And I thought that this series specifically like really brought it back. While El Masri says she thinks the show could have been longer to discuss more serious topics that the series takes on, such as racial injustice in America. I mean, like racial injustice in America is a huge issue and really important. And I feel like it kind of deserves to have that extra episode so it can be fully thought out rather than a rushed like slap job you know because I know like in the past Marvel has kind of just been like action movie superhero bad guy gets defeated at the end and so like talking about more complex and nuanced issues like it's kind of about time this will surely not be the last we see of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes, as a fourth Captain America film is in development. McKittrick says she is excited to see how the fourth movie handles some of the questions left unanswered by the series. I feel like there were some sort of like cliffhanger things in the finale, so I'm hoping that that gets kind of tied together. For WNUR News, this has been Maria Camano. Foster Walker Complex is infamous for its prison-like exterior and its isolating architecture. This year, it earned another reputation as the COVID dorm. Reporter Angelina Campanile spoke to two former Plex inmates about their time in lockdown. The animals, the animals Hi, my name is Ashton Murbach. I'm a second year here at Northwestern and I study environmental science. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm also a second year and I am majoring in biology. You may recognize this song from Orange is the New Black, a comedy-drama Netflix series that takes place in a woman's prison. I sat down with Northwestern University sophomores Ashton Murbach and Alex Pritchard to talk about their experience. Not in prison, in Foster Walker, also known as Plex. Students living on campus are sent to Plex if they've been in contact with someone who's tested positive for coronavirus or if they've tested positive themselves. A student quarantining in Plex cannot receive a COVID-19 test until day seven of their stay. If the student tests negative, they can leave on day 11. Based on what Murbach and Pritchard describe, prison and Plex don't seem so different. We came in contact um, with a friend who we thought was having an allergic reaction and then tested COVID positive but then turned out to be not actually positive. So so let me get this straight. You spent a week in Plex, even though it was a false positive. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it was proved to be a false positive about a week in when we were there, and mm. they still wouldn't let us out for another four or five days. You first walk into the room you're assigned. Describe to me what you saw. What was already there? Um... 
two sheets, a blanket, and a pillow, and a towel. Um, something that my room had, the guy who let me in, um, he was like, okay, this is where you'll be staying. Like, let us know. He gave me like the full rundown. He's like, oh my gosh, do you have a lamp in here? I was like, heck yeah, I have a lamp in here. And I was the only room in the whole building with a lamp. And that really, that really kept me sane. Um, so I didn't have to stand under the fluorescence all the time. I had a little lamp and that was my saving grace. So what did they, did they tell you to bring anything in particular or not to bring? Well, they sent an email, but I didn't receive that email until after I got to Plex. And so there are a lot of things that I didn't bring and there were things I did bring. Like I only brought two pairs of shoes, my slippers and my Crocs, um, which I then had to wear when we got outside time. Outside time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about outside time. What's outside time? Uh, it's, it's when we walk around the prison yard with <laughs> a guard. Um, it's after you get your first negative PCR test at Searle. You can sign up for slots um, to have outside time for a half hour where someone who's like Q&I housing staff will take you from Plex, walk you all the way over to Jones and sit you in a field where you can sit in a field for a half hour. That sounds nice. It wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. It was really confusing, though, because people kept saying, the people I would talk to, like, on my wellness call, we also had a wellness call. Your wellness call. Yeah. What is a wellness call? We had a wellness call at a specific time every day, um, and it's basically to make sure that we're still alive in our rooms, and they ask us questions like, what are you looking forward to when you get out of here? Like, how are you doing? Is there anything we can get you? Like, are you, do you feel like you have symptoms? Um, what are my questions? Symptoms of COVID or depression? Both. Both. I, I was asked about depression. <laughs> Both. One of them heard me crying one day. Okay. And then the next day someone called me and um, asked me questions that were the symptoms of depression. Mm. And they sent me a coloring book and a thing of Play-Doh. So they put you in there for false positive for a week and they send you a coloring book and play-doh that sounds nice it wasn't (laughs) it was wonderful she did make a beautiful um blueberry was that what it was Yeah, a little little blueberry with a face and she sent it to everyone it was very cute so for food what was that situation did you place an order did they bring you whatever how did that work yeah, they you would place an order on their special website where they also asked how you were doing, um, and you'd request a meal, which was one of the four dining hall options at Plex, which were less than stellar, kind of a hit or miss. It was interesting. But you could request any snacks you wanted. Um, my favorite thing was requesting um, ice cream, and they'd give you pints of oh, Ben and Jerry's. That's so, generous. Yeah, it is. Wow. And everyone, all the staff kept telling us, like, please request anything you want, like, the dining staff feels so bad that you guys are in here. Like, they will get you anything. And we're like, okay. So I took advantage of that a little bit. So what what exactly were the rules? Like, could you go outside your room? What about, like, if you needed a prescription? What, what were the regulations? The rules were you stay in your room the entire time unless you have to use the restroom or take a shower. And most people had their own bathrooms. I personally did, which I thought was, I felt much safer having my own bathroom. So you could really just go between your room and your bathroom. Um, but there was also hours you weren't allowed to go to the bathroom because you weren't allowed to be in the hallways. What? So you weren't allowed to use the bathroom during meal delivery times, which was 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Or no, what was it? 12, 12, 12 to, to 1, 1 and 6 to 7. What yeah. if you had to go to the 
that through. Well, you're not allowed to be in the hallway, so you have to hope they don't see you. Th- what y'all are describing sounds um prison-y. just a little prisony. It just was just a little bit. At least you didn't have to wear like orange suits. I know. No, you just had to wear dirty clothes <laughs> and the same clothes for like four days. But nothing orange. Orange doesn't go with my complexion, so. Um, I will say, though, that I killed two spiders in my room, and that's what I want to add. And they are my little friends. I killed, like, six. (laughs) Well, maybe they didn't like my lamp, so. For WNUR News, I'm Angelina Campanile. Coming up, a look at the weather and a news briefing to start your week. WNUR News will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press... This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to WNUR News on 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. The time is 6.21 p.m. And now for a look at the weather. It's currently 70 degrees and cloudy at O'Hare Airport. And right here at the WNUR station in Evanston, it's 73 and cloudy. Tonight, expect thunderstorms clearing up tomorrow. It'll be cloudy and 55. And now for your general news updates. Northwestern named Mike Poliski the new Deputy Athletic Director for External Affairs this morning in a news release. Poliski joined the athletic department in 2010 and has worked to market the Wildcats as Chicago's Big Ten team. His appointment comes after Northwestern's review of the federal lawsuit filed by former cheerleader Hayden Richardson, which names Poliski as a defendant. The suit states that the university did not properly handle complaints raised by Richardson and fellow cheerleaders about sexual harassment, and that Poliski accused Richardson of, quote, fabricating evidence, end quote. Twenty-two young endangered turtles have been released into the wild at a suburban Chicago nature preserve. The release of the Blandings turtles is part of an ongoing project to rebuild populations of Illinois' semi-aquatic turtles. Blanding's turtles were once common in the Midwest, but are currently endangered in Illinois. 
and New York City's Metropolitan Museum of Art announced today, the first Monday of May, that a special Met Gala will be held September 13th. The event will be co-chaired by celebrities Timothy Chalamet and Billie Eilish, as well as poet Amanda Gorman and tennis star Naomi Osaka. The event will be followed by a larger gala in May 2022. That's all for the WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and online at WNUR.org. On behalf of our producer, Sarah Cadora, reporters Maria Aragon, Maria Camaño, Angelina Campanile, as well as all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. Thank you for joining us tonight. Our next newscast will be this Friday at 6 p.m. Now back to scheduled programming.